This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you for joining us in worship today. We praise God for you and however you're listening. We pray the message you receive will allow you to strengthen your relationship in Christ and build his kingdom as we seek God, shape lives, and serve the world.
you can turn situations around. You can, and, and I just wonder why haven't you turned the situation around? And why haven't you fixed the hurt? Why haven't you worked with those who are depressed? Why haven't you done these things in our lives? You've seen God act on behalf of others. You've seen God bless others. Some folk who you thought shouldn't have been blessed. <laughs> yeah, you, you've seen God do something for the evil. And uh, folk who are not living as good as you living and being as righteous as you are, and you say, well, God, how you do that for them? How you let them get a new house? How you let them ride in a better car? How you let them have all these things? Why, God, can't you do it for me? You've seen it happen. And I'm, I'm, and I'm saying this, God, God, can you do it for me? Not, not just for my church. Not just for the church folk, but God, can you do it for me? Hmm. God, do it for me. We know that God is all-powerful. We know that he's all-knowing. He's forever present. But with all the things going on in this world, all the things going on in my life, why won't God fix it? Why won't God act? Why won't God move? He has the resources. He has the power. Matter of fact, Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think. So knowing that God is all-powerful and has all knowledge, let's look at what it takes for God to do it for me. Psalm, 34, Psalm 37 and verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. First point, delight. Delight. Delight yourself in the Lord. Dictionary says delight means to please greatly. Yeah, take great pleasure. To please greatly. Take great pleasure. We ought to please God. We ought to delight ourselves in him. We, we ought to do it as Matthew 6.33 says, and we say it every morning on our prayer call. We ought to, what does what is, what is Matthew 6.33 says? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So the very first thing we need to do, we delight ourselves in him. We need to have great pleasure in who God is. Take time to recognize he's God all by himself. Take time to, even when you're praying, take time to acknowledge that he's God. He's the great I am. Take pleasure. Well, well Pastor, if I take pleasure in him, what, what if I'm pleasing him, what, what good is that for me? I'm glad you asked. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 through 10 states. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 6 through 10 states. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. Now, that always gets me when I get to that point. I use this a lot at home goings. It's saying that we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's about as quiet as I thought it would get there. The Bible says that we would rather. Now, see, we don't know we would rather have that be in that position until we get there. 
Then we'll say, oh man, this is great. I, I could have done this years ago. But until that time comes, we're okay with staying right here with all the trials, tribulations, the troubles, the heartaches, and all of that. We're okay with being right here right now. But we're staying here right now because God has work for us to do. Somebody say amen. But it says, and we would rather be away from the body and the home of the Lord. Keep going. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. But we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. It says we make it our aim to please him. We worship him. We give praise to him. Great thing is that we have to please God. We delight ourselves in him. We put him first. We're saying, God, it's all about you. You've heard me say many times before, when you want what God wants, you get what you want. But you have every reason in the world to put God first. You have every reason in the world to delight in him. You have every reason in the world to take great pleasure in God. You have every reason in the world to please him. Second point, what must we do? Not only must we delight, it says we must commit. Psalm 37 and 5, first part says, commit your way to the Lord. First, delight yourself in him and then commit your way to the Lord. Commit, by dictionary definition, is to carry into action deliberately. To carry into action deliberately. Committing is more than just saying a thing or thinking a thing. Committing is actually doing an action. Oh, I love this. Y'all, we talk all the time. We've been the whole series on working, whole series on serving. And it's not just talking about serving, but it's literally serving. It's literally doing. Do you realize that they cannot arrest you for a crime unless you commit it? I can say this again. This is deep, y'all. This is deep. This is deep. You can't be arrested for a crime unless you committed. Now y'all know if you could be committed for, if you could actually be arrested for the crime you thought about, all of us be locked up. Y'all know somebody got your last nerve and you know what you thought about doing to them. <laughs> I know you won't think it in the church, but I'm just saying. But but you you have to at least be accused of committing a crime in order to be arrested. We have to make this commitment to God, and when we, when we commit our way, when we commit to him, that means we're more than just professing it. We're literally doing it. We have to commit. We're, we're doing what God has said for us to do. When we delight ourselves in him, then we posture ourselves to do what he's called us to do. Hallelujah. Faith is doing. Yeah. It's not just thinking. It's not just praying. It's not just preaching. It's not just imagining. It's not even just planning to get things done. It's literally doing it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Y'all heard me talk about faith all the time. Faith is more than believing. Faith is literally acting on what you believe. 
Whatever you believe might be, you don't really have faith until you act on it. If you believe that we will have a great worship experience on this morning and you at least tuned in or you, you at least showed up to worship, that's faith. Some of y'all came today because you said, you know what, in 40 years, I'm waiting on Pastor Tillman to preach a real sermon. I think he might do it this morning. That's faith. That's, see, that's faith. You showed up. <laughs> yeah, that's faith. So if you understand that, that faith is more than just saying, I believe, it's the commitment. Yeah, it's the work that we must do. Without our actions, it is impossible to please God. It's more than worship. It's more than praise. If you delight in him, you will commit to him through action, and we call that action service. Isn't it remarkable that when it's all over down here that the Lord says to us, those who will forever be with him, he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I wish you were saying thou good and faithful preacher, pastor. I wish you said thou good and faithful singer. I wish you would say thou good and faithful musician, thou good and faithful usher. Well, usher and servant kind of go ahead and But he said thou good and faithful servant. In other words, that's because of the things that we have done. And I have to explain this over and over again because when I start talking about doing the work God wants to do, people start saying, you're talking about um, salvation by faith, by, by salvation by works, meaning that if you do the right work, you're automatically saved. No, that's not what I'm saying. Please don't, don't, don't twist it. That's not what I'm saying. I am truly saying that if, in fact, you are, in fact, saved, then you will, in fact, work. Let me say it again. If you are, in fact, saved, you will, in fact, work. You will, in fact, serve. You will, in fact, do the work God has called you to do. You can't help but do it. So let me say, if you feel like not doing nothing, know that you feel like not being saved. I don't feel, don't bother me. I don't want to do nothing. All right. Just understand that when that day comes and he says, depart from me, don't call my name. Don't say, I didn't know the preacher should have told me. I'm telling you now. Part, part of what happens in you when the Holy Spirit comes to take up residence in you is that he has given you at least one spiritual gift. And that's for the building up of the body of Christ so the body of Christ can do the work God has called us to do. It's not building us up so we can talk about how great we look, how beautiful we are, how long we've lived. No, it's so we can do the work God has called us to do. We must commit. We must serve. If you delight yourself in him, you will commit to him through action. We will serve. Now, how do we serve? Big question. How do you serve? See, I'm, I'm very particular. I don't call this our worship service. I know many people do, but I don't call this a worship service. This is our worship experience. Why don't I call this worship service? Because, see, I don't want you to get it confused and conflicted that you came to a worship service and think you have served. I don't want you to come to a worship service and think, oh, I've done my service for this week, so I ain't got anything else until the next worship service. No. This is our worship experience. We enter to worship. We depart to serve. Y'all got to hear this now. We, 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 we should be so inspired. We should read God's word. We should hear the word of God, and we desire, because we've heard God's word, we desire now to go out and do what God has called us to do. This has affirmed the fact that we know him. We've come to praise him. We've come to worship him. We've come to give him all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. But we've given him all the praise, all the honor, glory, so we can serve this present age our calling to fulfill. 
God needs us to serve, not just show up. It'd be good if you show up now. Don't, don't stop showing up. Show up. Glad you're here. Glad you're online. God is calling us after we've come in to worship. He depends upon us to go and serve, to commit by serving. So how do we serve? How do we serve? How do we serve God? I know we get all caught up. I want to serve God. Oh, I love the Lord. Oof, I love the Lord and I won't take it back. I just want to serve God. I want to serve God. I want God to just come and do something so I can serve God. Wednesday Bible, in Thursday Bible study, we talked about serving God. Matthew 25 helps us with the final examination, the last thing that will happen. He tells us who's going to make it in heaven and who's not. If you don't know that, take time to look at Matthew 25, beginning in verse 31. If you're trying to wonder not, am I going to make it in after I've come to know Christ? Look at the work you have done. Matthew 25, beginning verse 31, he says, when all of the nations shall gather before him, everyone will come together. Everybody will come together. He will divide the nations, or he will divide uh, the people, the folk, as a shepherd divides sheep from goats. You know, he's going to set the sheep on his right, the goat on his left, not the actual sheep and goat. He's going to set people left and right, goat and left and right. But when he does that, he says, come, receive an inheritance prepared for you from the foundation of the earth. For when I was hungry, you fed me. Thirsty gave me drink. Stranger took me in. Naked you clothed me. Sick in the prison you visited me. And the righteous said, wait a minute. When do we see you hungry and feed you, Jesus? When do we see you naked and clothe you? When do we see you thirsty and give you something to drink? When do we see you a stranger and invite you in? When do we see you in prison? No, God, when do we see you in prison? When do we see you sick and visit you? He said, inasmuch you've done it to the least of these, you've done it also unto me. Yeah, that's how we serve. We serve others when we're serving others we're serving god when we're doing for others he said you're doing for me also in the controversy those on the left he said if you did not do these things you did not do it to me and those went into everlasting punishment clearly he's talking about service well what, what do you mean how can you serve like that if you serve if i do those things do wonderful things that that would get me in heaven no you do it because of ephesians 2. for by grace we have been saved through faith not a works that's in the one should boast. But we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Verse 10, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. He was saved to do good works. So we, we listen, we delight ourselves in him, then we commit ourselves to him to serve, and that means serving others. Now, when you're serving others, I hear you already. Pastor, I know you said want me to serve others, but you know what? They just so hard-headed. I'm trying to serve them, but they just so unloving. I'm trying to serve, but they just so mean. I'm trying to serve, but they just don't like me. That's the number one. They just don't like me. So if they don't like me, I ain't gonna like them either. I'm trying to serve, but they they owe me. Whew, praise the Lord. I'm trying to serve, but they just, I mean, just go, it goes on and on. They did this to me, they did that to me, they did this to me. And we can listen, we can complain and complain and be so upset. And, and so self-righteous that we're trying to get everybody else straight. But listen, listen, listen. You say, I would, I would, listen, I would serve them. God, I would do what you asked me to do with them, but I don't trust them. Here comes the bondship. <laughs> the best way to serve him is by serving others. And the best way to serve others is by loving them. But get to the third point. Trust. What is trust? Trust is a firm belief in the reliability 
the truth, the ability, or strength of someone or something. Get this. Talk about trust. Trust. Third point, trust. Trust is a firm belief in the reliability, the truth, the ability, or strength of someone or something. Psalm 37, the first part of this uh, last, the first part of the last part of the verse 5 says, trust in him. What I'm saying is, trust God. How can we serve and love others, especially those who are workers of iniquity? How can you love and serve people you can't trust and you can't believe anything they say or do? This is the key. You don't have to trust people to love and serve them. You have to trust God. I don't know who's tweeting, but if you tweet and tweet that. We get caught up on having to trust people in order to serve God would have us serve. But you don't have to trust people to serve. We just got to trust God. You don't have to trust that person in order to love them. You got to trust God. You got to trust God. You got to trust his word and know that God would do what he said he would do. Don't have to trust people to love them or serve them, but you do have to trust God. Know that God has your back. Know that no weapon formed against you will prosper. Can you lean and depend upon the word of God? Can you know that the Lord is my shepherd? I shall not want. Can you believe that God is your rock in a weary land? Can you believe that he'll hold you and sustain you? Can you believe that no matter what you do for his cause? Matter of fact, Jesus is clear when he says, Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against your falsehood for my sake. The Bible says the Christian response is to rejoice and be glad. King James says exceedingly glad. Why? Because great is your reward in heaven. Now, if you're not on your way to heaven, then that doesn't matter. But if you're on your way to heaven, you want a great reward because you have it forever and ever and ever and ever. So yes, they are going to talk about you. They are going to scandalize your name. Yes, they are going to ridicule you. But out of all that going through, you keep trusting God and you keep doing the work and you keep serving and you keep loving and you keep giving and you keep forgiving so God can get the glory. Hallelujah. God has you. God has you. Quit worrying. God's got you. Quit fretting. God has it. Quit staying up all night long worrying. If God be for you, doesn't matter who's against you. All right, let me conclude. What happens if you delight, commit, and trust God? Let's look at the last part of Psalm 37.5. Last point. He will act. God will act. All right, all right, pass me something like that. God will move. God will do what only God can do. See, see if, if, if you do what you can do, have faith enough and trust enough that God will do what only God can do. 
And there's some stuff that's happening in our lives. There's some stuff around us that we couldn't figure it out. We couldn't work it out. We didn't know how it could happen, how we could get it together. But we know that God can, and you need to know God will. Woo! He who is sovereign, he who owns a cattle on a thousand hills, he who sits high and looks low, he who has all power, he who is all-knowing, he who is ever-present, he will, he, 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 what will he do? What will the great I am do? He will act, and his actions speak volumes. Look at what he's already done. He created everything that's created out of nothing. Woo! He put music in the birds. He put barking in the dogs. He put purring in the kittens. But even more importantly, he put light in a darkened world. He put joy in the midst of sorrow. He's been God all by himself. He's sovereign, I tell you. He can do what he want to do, when he want to do it, how he want to do it, all because he's God. And he will act on your behalf. Ooh, glory, hallelujah. God will act on your behalf. If you will delight yourself in him, if you will commit your ways to to him, if you would trust him with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, the word of God is clear. God will move on your stand. Oh, I got, I got, I got to close, but I don't have time to do the other two verses of that that I would. One other verse, and uh, that's verse in, in Psalm thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah, verse seven says us this, and y'all don't know why. Why I went on? I'm going to wait because that says. As you do these things, it says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently. Woo! And wait patiently for him. I will. Uh -huh. I wait. I wait. Listen, God has things that he needs us and wants us to do. If you're faithful to do what God would have you to do. If you're faithful to do it the way God would have you to do it, he said, just wait. Don't worry, wait. He said, I got it. I got it. All we have to do, all we have to do is trust him with all our hearts. All we have to do is what he said, delight in him. Yeah, yeah, delight in him. Commit our ways to him and then trust him. One song really says it best because everything we go through, we go through so much in this world and things change. I've been around long enough to see how, how quickly things can change. Something has changed from last week to this week. How quickly things change. Even though it may take some time for it to change, but things do quickly change. Yeah, yeah, England, yeah, has not a new queen, but a new king. It took some time, but since last week, there's been a change. This song tells us time is filled with swift transition. Not on earth unmoved can stand. Build your hopes on things eternal and just hold to God's unchanging hand. Trust in him who will not leave you. Whatsoever years may bring, if by earthly friends forsaken, still more closely to him cling. Covet not this world's vain riches, 
that so rapidly decay. Seek to gain the heavenly treasures. They will never pass away. You don't get anything else. Get this one. This this, this for pastor to you. When your journey is completed, if to God you have been true, fair and bright, your home in glory, your enraptured soul will do. What, what, what must what we do? Hold to his hand, to God's unchanging hand. Hold to his hand, to God's unchanging hand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Why must you hold to his hand? Because of what he's already done. Pastor, what he's, has he already done? He brought his son through 40 and two generations who came to this earth and went about doing good. Out of all the good Jesus did, folk talked about him, ridiculed him, called him everything but a child of God. You thought you were having difficult times. You thought it was hard in your life. Look at how they treated the son of man. Look how they treated the one who loved the father so much. Look how they treated the one who loved you and loved me so much. They lied on him. They scandalized his name. They falsely accused him. They arrested him and took him from judgment hall to judgment hall. They pulled the hair out of his beard. They hit him with rods. But can you see our Lord and Savior? He took all of that for you and for me. He allowed them to march him up the Golgotha's hill to put nails in his hands, nails in his feet, with a crown of thorns on his head. And on the cross because he loved you so much. On the cross because he loved me so much. The Bible says he died. He died. He died. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That shows his love. That shows his mercy. Because what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He died. I got to stay there for just a second. He died. He did die. He was placed in a borrowed tomb. He stayed there all night Friday, stayed there all day Saturday, stayed there all night Saturday night. But the Bible says it was early, it was early, it was early on that Sunday morning. Pastor, what happened? He got up with all power, power over the grave, victory over death, power over the grave, victory over death. He ascended into heaven, sent back the Holy Spirit to live in us and to guide us and to direct us to do what? To delight in him, to do what? To commit to him, to do what? To trust him with all of our hearts and lead not to our own understanding. Oh God, do it for me. Yes, Lord, do it for me. I'm willing to do what I must do. So you can do what you will do. The people of God ought to say, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. He's worthy to be praised. If you're here today, if you're listening today, if you hear my voice today, and you realize I need the Lord in my life, we're going to pray a prayer now that you can accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now. No matter where you are, you don't have to be here in this building. 
But wherever you are, whenever this is, take the time to say, Lord, I've sinned. I've come short. I'm sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. The Bible says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised from the dead, you shall be saved. If you want to accept him right now, please repeat this prayer after me. It's a prayer you have to pray. But I'll lead you in the prayer. If you believe this, you can right now invite Christ into your life to make a difference in your life. Say, Father God, I have sinned. I haven't been all I should be. I am sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I believe in my heart. Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust you, God, all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Help me to be what you want me to be. I will tell others that you saved me. Thank you, God, for saving me right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you've accepted Christ, uh, let us know. Uh, just go ahead and type the word save to the number that you see on the screen. If you're here on today and you want to accept Christ, we invite you to come forward and just stand as we celebrate with you. There may be others who've already accepted Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, but do not have a church home and would like tonight fellowship with First African Baptist Church. You can do that here. You can do, do that online. So as we sing, um, hold to God's unchanging hand. If you're here today, won't you come? Give your life to Christ. Won't you come and join a fellowship? with First African Baptist Church, be a member that God can use. Time is filled with swift transition. Not on earth on who can stand. Won't you come today? Everybody on the road to this land. changing Why don't you hold to this Why don't you be?
We thank God for your coming. We thank God for your worship with us for today. We're praying that all of our guests and all of us would have safe passage back to your home and place of abode. We ask that you contact us. We thank God for you. Continue to pray with and for each other that God's will be done. See you on Thursday at Bible study, 12 noon on uh, Zoom and on Facebook. Thank you so much. Again, thank you. Thank God for you. As we have our benediction, we're asked that those in the building will just be seated after the benediction and ushers will um, come pew by pew to, to assist you out. And uh, I'll meet you outside so we can just wave at each other. Uh, continue to remember that we are still in the midst of COVID, even though we want to act like we're not. We're still in the midst of COVID. We want to protect you. And we're asking all of us, make sure you go ahead and get your vaccination and your booster shots. Let's pray. God, we love you. We adore you. We magnify your name. We ask you to keep us, strengthen us, because it's more what you have us to be. Thank you, God, that we know you will act, even on our behalf. Help us to do our part, to delight ourselves in you, to commit unto you, and to trust you each and every day. And now we ask that the grace of God, the love of Jesus, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, with rest, root of the Bible, does now henceforth and forevermore, that the people of God say amen and praise God. Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.